when it comes to convictions about Halloween, you know, mm-hmm. we 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 have to be charitable here. You know, there is liberty yeah. in terms of uh, believers making their their own decisions about how they participate, if they participate. Uh, and we're going to be talking more about that when we open up the phone lines here in just a few minutes. I mean, that's may everyone be convinced in their own mind before God. That's very, very yeah. important. What about the trunk and treat? Yeah, the, these these ways of kind of getting around the negative, demonic part of it, the evil part of it. So many churches do the uh, the other thing with the fall harvest festivals and such. What's your take on that? What do you personally think about that? Basically what I say is, um, and this is where I, I would challenge everyone to sort of rethink some of these things, which is, you know, the, the harvest festivals, generally my understanding of them is that they would avoid one particular problem with Halloween, which is that sort of demonic and supernatural side of things. Let's, you know, let's pull those things out and let's have still a celebration where the kids can go around and get candy and wear costumes and those kind of things. And that's great. But I think it still ignores the other problems of Halloween, the, the sort of Americanized versions of Halloween, that, that spirit of the age, if you will, um, that sort of drives us to competition with our neighbors over whose jack-o'-lantern looks better or, you know, um, you know, insane sort of shopping rituals where we go out and try to find these elaborate costumes to, to dress up in for, you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And, and so I'm not against harvest festivals, obviously, but I, I think that they only solve a part of the problem. They only address part of the problem. And what I would try to do is just say, look, um, Halloween has other issues. <laughs> and so we need to look at those as well. But yeah. I do agree. Um, and, I, and I'm not trying to, I, my tendency is not to solve problems by prohibition. So I'm not here saying that no one yeah. should participate in harvest festivals or no one should participate in Halloween. I would definitely leave that to, you know, sort of uh, Paul's advice on uh, eating meat sacrificed to idols. You know, it's a matter of conscience, and we need to care to take care that we don't put a stumbling block in front of other believers. And mm-hmm. so we need to take care in how we participate. Yeah. But I, I do think that there's a, there is an aspect of Halloween that we're not addressing, and that's really what I'm trying to raise to consciousness so that Christians can just make discernments on their own about how to go about navigating that. Yeah. Well, historically, though, uh, Christians have uh, usurped other holidays. Uh, you <laughs> That's know? right. Oh, you're going to bring we, that can one we up. say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and I think on this one, there's actually a part of that that's true. It's it, um, So these practices probably, and, it, and the timelines and history of this are a little bit muddled, um, because it wasn't a huge holiday. But um, definitely the Christians, um, and particularly the Catholics, pulled over what they called um, uh, Hallow's Eve. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Hallow is actually means, you know, sort of holy, and then evening. And then they, they put it next to All Saints Day. And so it became a time where um, people could remember martyrs, could remember saints, could remember um, recently deceased people. And some of the rituals that we even practice today may very well stem from those um, those festivals, the Christian Catholic festivals, where instead of having a, a patron saint, let's say, on a, you know, as a statue, some of the poorer areas wouldn't be able to do that, and so they were encouraged to dress up as the saints in parade. Um, there's also some uh, evidence that, you know, the costumes came from the Celtic origins, mm-hmm. where people would dress up like ghosts or 
you know, other things and sort of lead the evil spirits out of town uh, after they had a, a, a festival or in a, in a feast. And so there's plenty of areas where we can kind of look and say, oh, okay, this is kind of where trick or treat came from, or this is where the costumes came from, and this is how they became associated and affiliated. Um, but this is definitely an instance where the Christians sort of looked at this practice and said, okay, we can, we can figure something out with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how it all begins, right? Okay, how can we Christianize fill-in-the-blank, right? Yeah, and, and how do we sort of fit this into our calendar in a meaningful way? I, I think that's interesting. While we wouldn't agree probably with the way the, even the Christian and Catholic practices early on, it's not something that um, Protestant sensibilities would really uh, fit with. Um, I think the important part is that when they brought over these practices, there was an intention about it. They knew exactly what they were practicing. They knew why they were doing it. There was a, a very uh, Christian or religious reason that they were going to participate in this ritual. And I think that's part of what we've really lost today, is that there doesn't seem to be any particular Christian reason, uh, on a broad scale at the very least, for participating in Halloween. That doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just an observation to make and, and ask ourselves, well, why are we doing it? Your opinion may be different from other yes. followers of Jesus regarding this. It's okay to have your own convictions about this. Should a follower of Jesus even acknowledge Halloween? Or should we view it as an amazing opportunity? Maybe you're like, nope, we shouldn't acknowledge it at all. It's evil. But what about the opportunity to reach out to those who don't know Jesus? Can we use what the enemy uh, once, well, he intends to use it for evil, and we can turn it around for good. God is really good at doing that type of stuff. You may have firm convictions about this. And what did you do when your kids were young? Maybe they're grown up now. You have grandkids. You can weigh in on that. Uh, or maybe you have young kids in your uh, your household. What are you doing this year? What have you decided? And maybe one of the interesting things about this conversation could be the fact that you had an opinion but then uh, you changed your opinion regarding this. Let's go to Northport and Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Good morning. Welcome to the conversation. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. I, uh, I'm glad you're talking about this topic. Um, we had a Halloween party at our church uh, for the kids um, quite a few years ago and also the adults. And we had everybody that came came dressed as a biblical character mm-hmm. or something related to the Bible. Um, one girl came dressed as Queen Esther, uh, and also my friend came wrapped in uh, rags, and that was, um, you know, to go along with the verses, your righteousness is like uh, filthy rags, oh, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it worked out really well, and I thought that we stayed within, you know, good biblical um, bounds of what, you know, um, and st- celebrated Halloween, too, you know? What did the kids think of it? Well, they liked it. Yeah, they liked it. They were- it was had- candy, right? That's, yes. <laughs> isn't that kind of key for kids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 we did. You know, I don't know if we had pizza or something, you know, of course, dessert. <laughs> oh, yeah, got to have dessert. Candy for the kids, too, yeah. Perfect. Shirley, thank you for weighing in on this. Blessings to you today. Let's go to Riverview and Amber. Hi, Amber. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the conversation, and we're glad to uh, get your two cents, so to speak. What do you think? Well, thank you so much for allowing me to share. I really just wanted to give the perspective from a mom who has kids of her own, and I've grown up myself personally as a kid celebrating Halloween. It was just a normal thing. It's mm-hmm. it's Americanized and in a sense, and I agree with what James shared um, about the whole aspect of it being, you know, an economical thing where you're spending all this money and time and effort. But at the same time, um, I raised my kids stuff in the beginning, the first five years and celebrating Halloween because that's just what I knew. And honestly, it wasn't until I experienced a deeper relationship with Jesus to where I actually experienced the real healing, deliverance, and miracles of the Bible. If we're Christians, we have to believe the whole Bible. And it wasn't until I was actually delivered and I experienced the power and the authority of Jesus against the heavenly and the demonic realm, because if we're Christians, we have to believe that there's a heaven and a hell. And if that's true, then there is a very real demonic realm. And if we're Christians and we love the Lord, then we want to stay away from promoting or celebrating anything that has to do with Satan, anything that glorifies him. And if we're going to be real and authentic, nothing against anyone celebrating these fall festivals. I love fall festivals. We just went to one this past weekend that was farm, and it was just fall festive, and it was just an amazing opportunity to build time with your family and and spend time together. But when it, when it involves giving glory and honoring Satan and the, the fear and the anxiety and all of that aspect, that's when it becomes a hindrance. And I have friends that still celebrate Halloween. And of course, we all have to work out our own convictions and our own relationship with the Lord. Because again, for me, it came from my relationship with the Lord and having an understanding of the scriptures and having an understanding that the demonic realm is real and opening doors to those occultic, like you said, I believe, um, allow certain things to come into our home and come into our spirit, our spirit man. Mm. Um, but I just wanted to speak to the fact that it is something that has to do with our faith, and it can't just be something that's normalized because because we're supposed to be set apart. We can't be lukewarm. We can't just say, "Oh, this is okay" to a certain extent, and then say, "Oh, you know, we can just partially celebrate something that doesn't have anything to do with Jesus or the Lord, and it's supposed to, it was meant to honor." Satan and have to do with this demonic darkness, which there's no middle ground. It's lukewarm. So I just wanted to share that perspective. And I appreciate the opportunity. I think Christians need to be more aware that the demonic realm is real and it does open doors to that. And we just want to try and glorify and honor God in any way we can. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Amber. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning to pick up your phone and weigh in on this uh, really important conversation. Let's go to Julie in Tampa. Hi, Julie. Good morning. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. great. Give us some thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, I'm 38 years old, and I was raised in a Protestant um, home, and we never celebrated Halloween, never. And as I grew up and left my home and got married, and I still follow it. Um, my kids are 10 and 8 now, and they have never celebrated Halloween. As a Christian, um, I, I, I've i always believed it's, it's an evil um holiday the same thing as santa and the same thing as the bunny and the rabbit so there's other holidays through the year that i've never celebrated with them 
And I know when I became a mom, I was going to get heated, especially with the Santa. And I got heated for that. Um, but I just don't believe in lying to the kids in that aspect either. So since they're kids, I've always taught them everybody has their own beliefs. Um, we're going to grow into a world that everybody has their own opinions. But in my in, in our home, we're not going to celebrate um, holidays that they, they deviate from what the real reason is. Yeah. Julie, thank you very much. Blessings to you. We sure appreciate you weighing in. This is great. As we get together as believers, we can have these vibrant conversations, and we should. We really should. Let's go to Ben next. Hi, Ben. How you doing? Good morning, Kurt. How are you? Doing fantastic. Give us some thoughts on this. Great. What do you, think? you and Kate. Well, I love what Amber and Julie just said, and I echo what they said. I think this is an hour where Christians have to stand up and not be deceived and not be taken in by these cotton candy, so to speak, holidays. And I believe the Bible is remit with things about necromancing and spirits and conjuring up other spirits and trying to summon the dead. And that's what Halloween has morphed in. And, you know, it came from Hollow's Eve, which is a summoning of the spirits into Halloween. And they, they make it so um, appealing to us that it sucks us in. But the Bible says that him who knows to do right and does it not to him, it is a sin. The Bible also says about putting a difference between us and the world. The Bible also says about renewing your mind. The Bible also says that you will be hated for my name's sake. So I'm going to stay because at the end of the day, I think all of us want to hear, well done, my good and faithful, and um, enter into your rest. So I'm not going to adopt the ways of the heathen and adopt the ways of the world. And if that makes me an odd book, then... then so be it, right, yeah. Ben? Yeah. Now, Halloween, no matter how commercialized it's become, et cetera, et cetera, uh, pagan origins, right? You've been looking this up. Yes, it's fascinating, actually. The origins date back to about 2,000 years ago when Christ was born. So I find that kind of interesting. It's a Celtic festival of sowing, and uh, it's in Ireland, UK, Northern Ireland, mostly those people lived. Uh, and it came to an end, you know, it, it when St. Patrick came in and brought Christ into to Ireland. But the um, the day marked the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter. Mm -hmm. And it also, they believed, uh, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred, and sometime at that night the dead could come back. So, uh, and the God that the God that was the God of Halloween, Crom uh, Crock or something, I can't. It's Gaelic. It's hard. Uh, the dark God of the burial mound, and he is uh, the opposite of interventionist gods, like our God who reaches down to lift us up. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't care at all about people, and it says uh, probably he wouldn't even listen if you don't bother praying to this God because he wouldn't even listen if he hears you and he wouldn't even care and wouldn't even pretend to care. Oh. So that's the, you know, that's what they came from. No wonder they jumped on a God who cares, a God who intervenes, yeah. as opposed to that brick wall that you're, that you're, you know, you can't turn to because he doesn't care. Wow. All right. So that's, uh, you added some things here I wasn't even aware yeah, me of. Yeah, either. So should a Christian celebrate Halloween at all? Should a Christian use Halloween as an outreach opportunity? Or should we, yeah, just shun it all together? Jessica in Orlando first. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for the topic today. It's a lot of fun. You betcha. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and share with us so, what you're thinking. 
Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk about this because I I love Jesus. I'm just going to put that out there. My kids are not allowed to dress like anything that is dead. Um, We don't decorate with anything other than, you know, the fall or spiders, which are naturally scary. Um, But years ago, I had to do some research on this and really wanted to go into kind of where did even going from door to door to ask for candy come from anyways. And um, because obviously that's not satanic worship, right? That's something that you could even pull apart from this concept of Halloween is why do we go to people to ask for candy? And so for me, um, what I discovered when I used my famous Google is um, that there's actually a lot of Catholic underpinnings here that um, around All Saints Day, which comes right after Halloween, I believe, is that people would go, obviously they believe in purgatory. And so people would go who were hungry or needed something, they would go house to house and ask for what are called soul cakes. And they're a little sweet cake that people would make. And in exchange for prayers for their dead, um, they would ask for these soul cakes. And so it's that concept of getting that sweet thing um, in exchange for prayer for really? uh, purgatory. That's uh, very yeah. Google it. Fact check me. Fact check me. But yeah. no, that is what I read yeah, that's many probably years ago. because it was the old Celtic religion. Then the Romans came in and conquered the Celts, and they kept the holidays because yeah. you never take a party away from people you want to oppress. You know, right. you just change it a little. <laughs> well said. And and yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's all it all works together, and that's where it came. Well. Yeah. Jessica, that's really interesting. So so how have you guys approached this in general in your household and, and all of that? Where are you coming from? Yeah, I think it's really important that my children know what we believe and how we are going to celebrate the holiday That in our hearts, that it has nothing to do with any sort of darkness, that we don't, we're not, I didn't allow my kids to watch the new Hocus Pocus um, that oh, came out yeah. because that was extremely uh, rooted in the occult, and I wasn't comfortable with that. And I think that, you know, Paul is very clear about, you know, what is unclean versus what is clean and what is okay for you to do. Everything is everything is permissible, permissible not everything is beneficial, right? And so um, I want my kids to understand in their own hearts where we come from when we're collecting candy, right? Because that's really the only thing they participate in. They're not going to get their tarot cards read. We are not going to haunted houses, we're not doing, they're going to collect candy. And so, you know, for us, we've kind of approached it with, you know, how, what do we believe? This is what we believe. And we are not participating in, in the death culture um, that exists. Uh, but if I can throw something out there more controversial, I have, a, I take bigger issue with Christmas and Easter, which have extremely pagan underpinnings and oh, yeah. bunnies and eggs are, you know, mm-hmm. even a little scarier to me that the church celebrates that versus Halloween, if I'm being quite honest. Well, Jessica, well, that's good. I, yeah. I appreciate well, you. Well, we usurp sharing. other holidays. Yeah, we hook our so, wagon yeah, to other Instead of making up holidays. our own. Yeah. You know, Jessica, so. uh, you know, I think that that's, you gave us a lot of food for thought and uh, Jessicapedia. Uh, that's what we're going to call yes. it. Jessica Pedia uh, came to the rescue on all of this, also known as doing the Google. <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. Blessings to you and your families. Thank you for calling. Let's go next to, let's see, Maria in Lakeland. Hi, Maria. Welcome to our conversation. Hi, Thanks for your morning. patience. Yes, thank you. Good morning. I grew up in Europe, so when I came to the United States as a teenager, I really couldn't understand people going door to door and asking for candy. And it was something that on a nutritious level, we didn't eat, so I wasn't going to buy it for strangers. But what we did was 
we would use that night to do a fun family activity. Yeah. And just so that my children didn't feel totally left out, I would make candied apples or popcorn balls, and we would deliver those to their special friends. And that way they had a connection with their friends, but we would go out and do whatever they had picked for the evening. Wow, that's interesting. Do you see how these stories of how folks are, are handling this is, is helpful? It's helpful and very interesting, too. Yes. Yeah, it, it helps uh, firm up your convictions, or maybe uh, you're like, well, wait a minute, I never really thought about it like that. Thanks, Maria. Blessings to you. Let's go to Chris in Port Charlotte. Hi, Chris. Good morning to you. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored, just like you. That's great. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thank you so much for your patience. What do you want to share? I've been going to these Christian church um, doings or events, you want to call them, whether they're haunted houses or trunk treats or whatever they call them. And I have never seen us in any church receive back any of the kids that were at these doings. Hmm, In fact, about... About ten years ago, and some of them we've contacted. I mean, we were, we we took names and that, and no, never got those kids back. Hmm. About ten years ago, I had a little girl come in with her grandmother. They didn't make it more than twenty feet inside the door of the church. Um, this little girl was terrified. She was hiding behind her grandmother, and she's ten years old. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? The grandmother said she sees all this stuff. And I said, okay, look, took her off to a special room on the side. And I said, what's going, what do you see? She says, I see all these ugly things flying around. They're scaring me. They're ugly. They, they're, they're evil. Well, she didn't say evil. She said bad. And that's what she saw in there. And I told her, I, I had just gone to a, con- a conference on, on um, seers. And that's what a seer can see. He can see or she can see the spirits in the spirit realm from time to time. But she was just overwhelmed with all the evil spirits that were in that room. And I had to explain to her about she has control over them. She can, as a born-again believer, she has the control over them. She can tell them to get out of her way in the name of Jesus, and they have to move. It's not optional, according to Luke twenty-one fifteen. She she can take control over what she sees. She doesn't have to let that scare her. But I know they left right away. But I don't see any benefit of doing any of this stuff. That I think it's a better witness to be able to say, um, I'm sorry, we don't participate in this because we don't feel it's a Christ-centered event. Yes, so you think yeah. that that's, that's a better way to approach it, in your opinion, than to say, all right, let's Christianize this somehow, some way. Let's go to Priscilla this morning. Hi, Priscilla, good morning to you. How you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing yeah. great. Thanks for calling. What is a Christian to do with Halloween? Hmm, what a dilemma. Well, um, my husband and I, we became Christian back in 2014. We are raising three young girls um, at the age of adolescence. And uh, at the time, we decided that we would completely come out of our old lifestyle, which included celebrating Halloween, just because for a child, I believe it can be a bit confusing to differentiate between just some good old fall fun with maybe some trick-or-treating that has... uh, 
you know, angel costumes and cowboy costumes versus the occult. Um, and I feel when they become adults, they can make that decision for themselves. But as teachers and leaders um, in this new Christian lifestyle, I believe uh, we have a responsibility as parents to lead them and uh, hope that that sticks as they get older. Um, but we made a clear, you know, line in the sand as far as uh, Halloween celebrations. And we do make it a family night. We stay in. We have popcorn and movies. And we actually start our Christmas countdown. Um, we oh, start Christmas yeah. Boxing and all that. So, hmm. you know, it's definitely something that we just sort of stay away from. And because a child's mind is very impressionable. So yeah. we felt it was a better decision because Christ gives us the example that, Many times throughout his ministry, he, when he brought people out of their old lifestyle, uh, such as the paralyzed man who had sat there for many years waiting to be healed, he told him not only to get up and walk away from his situation, but he told him, take up your mat and walk, which means you're not leaving anything back here to have to come back to or visit or celebrate. It's going to be a one-and-done deal. And so that's what we bring to our children's minds. Christ takes you out of your old lifestyle and it's a one and done deal. There's no going back to that and they're happy with it. They're okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. That was my follow-up. Yeah. You know, are they okay with that? And and they are. So what do you do, Kate, when the doorbell, you know, rings and you're like, uh, do I give out mm. any candy? Should I have any candy uh, to give out to kids at all? You know, even if yeah. uh, you're not necessarily advertising, you're giving out candy, but the doorbell rings and you got little kids there. What do you do? Yeah. I would not be mean to little kids, no matter what they're doing. We're for yeah. little kids. We're pro-kids. We're pro-kids. Pro, pro little kids. Be gentle with them. Let's go to Marcia in Bradenton next. Hi, Marcia. What say you? Hi. Hi. Can Hi. you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you sound good. Okay. Okay. Um, I did not grow up in the church. I did celebrate Halloween. I never cared for Halloween. Um, and I have friends that have children that have, you know, that are being raised in the church, and I so um, feel for them that um, to not ever want them to think I missed something kind of thing. Uh, <clears throat> but coming from that direction, the main reason I called is because, um, okay, two weeks ago someone asked me if I would decorate for Halloween, and I said, absolutely not. I don't glorify Satan. And then since then, I saw... Um, um, about Grady Judd, um, Sheriff Grady Judd in Polk County um, stopped the biggest fentanyl um, yeah. um, thing ever. They and found a lot of fentanyl that showed, like candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. in and candy. And they showed pictures yeah. of it, and and part of part of it was it um, was shown to look like oxycodone, and it actually looked better than a real oxycodone. You know, so it was very um, uh, you know. Well, you know, this whole thing of, yeah. uh, you know, spiking the candy with bad stuff, that's a huge deal. Always was for our family. Yeah. You know, that's... Razor blades we, in the apples. Yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, I don't know if that was an urban myth or not, but that's uh, it's what my mom always said. You know, we don't want uh, the razor blade in the apple type of thing. So, wow. Marjorie joining us from Claremont. Hi, Marjorie. How are you? Thank you for the subject. Um, I just want, I know this is a very hot topic. Thank you for having the subject on. But it clearly states in, in, in the word to instruct your children while they are young. Um, I know that a lot of people have debating thoughts on it. 
But it is our responsibility as parents, you know, to educate our children according to the Word of God. We're not to conform to the world. That does not necessarily mean that we're not salt and light, because that's what Jesus calls us to be. Uh, but in order for us to do that, we have to understand that our heart is deceitful. So unless we come to the Lord and we ask Jesus to cleanse our heart and make it whiter than snow, mm-hmm. ask for his discernment mm-hmm. in all the decisions. Because- I think that's great. Yeah. You know, ask for discernment. Lord, what do you want me to do about this? Yeah. He will make it clear. 